0: This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Lots of seismic activity this week. We had the triple shot of earthquakes off the B.C. coast this morning. That included a 5.6 magnitude tremor off of Haida Gwaii. Experts say those were aftershocks from a 6.2 magnitude offshore earthquake on Wednesday night. Meanwhile, in Southern California, you had that 6.4 quake on Thursday. You heard our expert on earlier on the show saying these quakes are not connected. There's a long distance apart between California and Haida Gwaii. So this is not kind of uh, this is kind of. Um, Uh, Just a coincidence that you got quakes happening off the B.C. coast and California at the same time. But still, I think it's a wake-up call, a warning sign that you should be ready. Everybody knows this, right? Everyone should have a plan. Everyone should have an earthquake kit in your home. Let's talk about that now, about what you need to have in your earthquake kit. My guest is Carly Benson, Manager of Community Resilience in the Office of Emergency Management for the City of Vancouver. Carly, thanks a lot for coming on. It's my pleasure. How many people got an earthquake kit? Do we know? Is there any stats on how many people actually got a kit?
1: So both Statistics Canada and Emergency Management BC have conducted studies over the over the past couple of years. And in average around Vancouver, we're looking at just over 50% of people say that they have a, a kit at home.
0: Okay. What do you think of that number? I mean, obviously you want it to be higher than that, but 50%, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not surprised. I, if I was going to guess, I'd maybe guess around that number maybe.
1: Yeah. So obviously we would love everyone to have an emergency kit at home and yeah. um, especially Just some of the most basic items, things that people should be able to put aside um, would be really important first steps. I know having a kit can sometimes seem like a daunting task. There's uh, a lot that can go in there, but really at at the most basic, having water for the people in your home, including your pets, having some canned food, your medications, um, those are the most essential items to, to keep in a kit.
0: Okay, let's talk about some of those items, Carly. What should be in there? Let's start with water, right? Crucial. How much water should you have in there?
1: So ideally, we have four liters per person per day um, and also enough, enough water for your pets. But keeping in mind that we need to make sure that that water, stays, um, that water can, bottled water can expire. So also making sure when you're putting your kit aside that you're, you are checking the expiry date at least once a year.
0: So maybe once a year, like what is the expiration or the shelf life of bottled water typically?
1: Uh, once a year is, is pretty typical. It does vary okay. by by water, um, the different types of water you have.
0: Okay. I'm, um, I'm way overdue to upgrade this. I mean, I got a big, one of those big plastic totes in my yard. It's got bottled water in there. But man, I haven't done a check on that in a while. I mean, a lot of people might think they're ready. They got a kit, but you got to you got to upgrade that kit and keep on top of it, right?
1: Yeah. So one of the yeah. easy ways to remember is when we change our clocks back and forth is to use that as a good time to, to check your kit and just make sure none of your food or medications or your water has passed its expiry date.
0: Okay. So for food, what do you recommend putting there? Canned food?
1: Definitely canned food or yeah. non-perishable food. Um, making sure if you have canned food, you also include a can opener. Um, but we also recommend that people put a couple of their favorite treats, like a chocolate bar or something, just as if you do have to dig into that food, knowing that you're going to get a chocolate bar is, is certainly a way to make it seem a little
0: less stressful. All right. Well, What, what else would be near the top of your list that should be in there?
1: Uh So having medications is a pretty important one, um, just because if we had a major earthquake, the likelihood that your local pharmacy is closed or you may not be able to get to it. So knowing that you can be um, self-sufficient with the medications that you require is pretty critical, as well as having your important documents. A lot of us have uh, some of our important documents saved online, but depending on whether there's disruption to internet or phone service, you want to make sure you have copies of your insurance, your driver's license, your birth certificate, those essential essential items.
0: How about a radio?
1: Definitely a radio. So yeah. the next thing would be um, making sure that you can get communication updates. So having uh, a handheld crank radio is great because you don't have to worry about the batteries dying, but also a battery-powered radio um, that would be another thing that you would look at replacing the batteries every two years when you're check or every, sorry twice a year when you're checking your kit. Um, also, having something for light, like a flashlight, for warmth, um, and having a, a basic first aid kit just to make sure you can look after your, your family.
0: What about something like for cooking food? I mean, a, a lot of people might have like a a propane barbecue or something around their home, and maybe they might think, well, that would that would come in handy if there's no power.
1: Yeah, so uh, a propane barbecue would be would be good as long as it's outside the home. That's a yeah. pretty dangerous item to bring inside. Right. And in Vancouver, a lot of people have camping supplies, so they might be more self-sufficient than they think because they've got their little cooking stoves um, that they may take into the backcountry. So those are all things to think about when you're putting aside the food for your kit is how are you going to heat it, warm it up, prepare it.
0: Okay, how about... Um a cell phone. I mean, typically if there's a major quake, would, would that would that poti- uh, potentially knock out cell phone service?
1: Uh, it's it's possible, or we could just see a disruption to cell phone service because so many people would be trying to connect to, to family and friends. So we do recommend having like a spare battery pack so you can charge your phone because that's likely one of the first items you that's going to die on you is your cell phone. Um, but yeah. also just trying to use um, text messaging or um, text services like checking in on Facebook so you can communicate with large numbers of people rather than a a phone call to each of your family members. It actually is also why we encourage people to have in their emergency plan why they should have an out-of-town contact. So if you're going to have trouble getting through on the phone, having somebody located outside of... Um, Vancouver outside of BC that everyone is responsible for checking in with can be a really good way to to mitigate the fact that you may not be able to make every single phone call you want to
0: right speaking to Carly Benson from the emergency management office at the city of Vancouver about your earthquake kit where should you keep the keep the kit did you keep it in your home or you keep it in if if if, if you're living if you have a backyard you keep it in the yard
1: so certainly you should have a kit at home. Um, my emergency kit is in my bedroom just because I spend a lot of time sleeping. Um, so that's a place in my home that I am a lo- in a lot and have, want to have it, access to it there. Yeah. Um, some of the supplies certainly you could keep in your backyard, but having making sure that you have access to some of the most urgent things in your home if you're putting together a go kit for if you need to leave your home very quickly, having that somewhere close to the door, like a, a closet, is probably a good idea.
0: Okay, what should be in your go kit?
1: So your go kit is just a smaller version of, of the kit you would have at home. You do want water and food in there. Having those important documents is is and medication is particularly critical in your go kit because you may not know when you're going to be able to get back home, so you want to make sure you're taking everything that you could need um, before you head out that door.
0: All right. What about a, a plan? Like, uh, if you got your go kit, that's probably a good idea. But I, but maybe you should have a plan on where you're going to go. Like, should people have? Should families have a plan on what to do if if a quake hits?
1: Yes, absolutely. So. One of the first things we tell people if you're going to start to get prepared is to start with an emergency plan, which is how are you going to find your family? So your kids might be at daycare or at school, your partner or your roommates or or spouse may be at work, someone may be out at the gym. So there's no guarantee that everybody is going to be all together and there's nothing more stressful in an emergency than not knowing where your family is or that they're safe. So having, having a plan, making sure you, you all know how to connect with one another. If the cell phones or, or phone service is disrupted, having a meeting place where everybody knows to go to that meeting place. And as I mentioned before, having that out-of-town contact so everyone is responsible for checking in with someone who lives outside of the, the earthquake zone um, to, to share right. the information that people are safe and where they are.
0: Very important information, Carly. Thanks for coming on.
1: My pleasure. Thank you so
0: much. bet. appreciate it. Carly Benson from the Office of Emergency Management at the City of Vancouver.